Berto? <coughs> yes. Hold on, I gotta adjust. Uh, I, I shifted positions and. Yeah, that's what I mean. Settle. I think I think this is a. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. JJ. Oh, he's okay, I'm skidding. Fuck it. Give me a minute. I, okay, I think I'm good. This is the Dark Side Records and Gallery Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's JB. Don't forget, at the end of this podcast, we have an exclusive interview with the band Cold Hands, who premiered their new song, Laconic, on our Hudson Valley Homegrown radio show this week. We're also going to play you that same song so you can hear it again. You can get that song, Laconic, on the band's Bandcamp, Facebook, Twitter, Space, Linked, Tubes, You, Porns, whichever. Make sure to stick around to the end of the podcast. You'll hear the interview with them. We'll play you the song. It'll all come up right at the end of this podcast. So let's get back to it. Here we go. A little strong in the yelling. I'm sorry. JJ? Uh, I'm just uh, marveling that my tweet actually got a response and yours didn't. Why? <laughs> what was the question? I just said, uh, recording the next installment of Dark Side Podcast tonight. Any topics or questions we should cover? I think I, just hit it, I think I just hit it at the right hour because you tweeted it seven hours ago, mm-hmm. and I tweeted it one hour ago. Oh, you got like I just got the I got the night moves. Well, come on, man! I'm waiting with bated breath. Well, what did they say? Wait, wait, wait! <clears throat> Is this how we want to start? We want to lead off with this. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the Dark Side Records and Gallery Podcast. I'm JB. I'm Berto. JJ. So t- tell me, man, what's the deal? What was the What was the tweet? Uh, well, I put it out there that. Uh, we were going to be recording this tonight, and if anybody had any questions or topics we should cover, to send them on over. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Colin Quinlevin sent us this question. Uh, he'd like us to discuss the merit of so many artists releasing surprise albums nowadays. Is it a marketing gimmick? Does it skew the materials reception, etc.? Wow. Well, it's a damn, a damn yes. fine topic to discuss. I thought it was going to be like a dick joke. I, I was fully thought, prepared yes. for a garbage. Nope, it wasn't Berto tweeting back at us. So. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Evan. Let's be real. <laughs> Miss you, Evan. Yeah, haven't seen that guy in a while. Where he hasn't been? been around in a while. Not yeah. at all. I think he might have been moving, but I don't know. He is right now standing outside of our old store, wondering what's going he's on. He's got a boombox above his head. <laughs> he can't update his maps software, so he's just, <laughs> he just doesn't know how to get here. I'm so lonely. I dropped a pin. All God damn it. by myself. <laughs> You're like a young Julio Iglesias. <laughs> I've been told that before. It's like we talked about this before. <laughs> okay, so uh, can, can you reread the, the tweet? Okay, question? yeah. So we're not going to brush over it. No, no. <laughs> uh, the merit of so many artists releasing surprise albums now. Is it a marketing gimmick? Does it skew the materials reception, etc.? I would say yes to all the above. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's obviously a marketing gimmick, but I think most of the time it does not work. And right. I think they, uh, more often than not, end the up- first one? The f- I don't know. first one I don't know I can't remember yeah I mean it's a trend lately it's not a it's not a new trend it's mm-hmm. just Certainly. now it's a little easier because you can do it digitally but it used to be like I can remember years ago it was like all of a sudden there was a Jay Z album coming out on a Friday and out on a Tuesday and that you know out on <clears> a Friday <throat> that's unheard of <laughs> um but I, I think that there is there's a perception when 
big name artists can do it. And this this was actually brought up in the meetings that we were at last That's right. week. Yeah, it was talked about a lot. Um, where like Beyonce can do whatever the fuck Beyonce wants to do, mm-hmm. and it's going to work. But most people aren't Beyonce, and more often than not, they're actually going to end up hurting their sales because I would say even things like Kanye's record, which was only on title at first. Okay, maybe you're trying to push uh, membership for title, but you're really alienating a lot of people, and it's going to get out there anyway. Not even alienating, you're confusing a lot of people, because I think the difference now that things have gone digital as well as physical still, you know, you get a lot of people who just read the headline, Beyonce drops new album, fine print, iTunes only, or something like that. Wait, you're saying Beyonce? You're both saying Beyonce. I said Beyonce. I prefer Beyonce. It's friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Just call her Queen Bay. Queen, okay. That's why I call her Beyonce. Oh, now I'm saying it weird. Now I can't say it normally. It's Beyonce. Beyonce. Next tweet. Beyonce. How do you pronounce Beyonce? 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 Were you a, a big fan of Middle English, by chance? You, are you a Beowulf man? I, <laughs> I appreciate some Beowulf. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, you don't. You're fucking bullshit. <laughs> no one Beowulf. appreciates Beowulf. Yeah, well, I mean, you'll read Beowulf. Nobody <laughs> appreciates Beowulf. You just don't. <laughs> Uh, I think one thing that's important to uh, point out is, in talking about your points about Kanye and Tidal, is that I'm pretty sure that he had a release date. And the question specifically that we're talking about is, is bands putting out surprise albums. And mm. yes, like the game is different now. The game is ever-evolving. And with the streaming services now, I think that's part of their hook, is getting things out quicker and like shortening up the periods between when albums are done and when they get actually released because it's, you look at you know Radiohead who put out their they announced an album and five days later it was out digitally and that was it same thing for Kanye he announced it and I think he gave something well, like a like a three week I think lead that's up still a surprise but. that's technically a surprise it's because in the traditional sense of an album there's a big marketing package behind it at least certainly a right. commercially viable record where right. you know there's build up there's you know, there's uh, NPR, mm-hmm. there's radio, there's television in some cases, print. And I think the nature of surprises, those things aren't happening just here it comes. Mm-hmm. And I think this question deals more with, like, the Kendrick Lamar uh, mm. on something unmastered, which he just announced and it was out. He right. just put it out and that mm-hmm. was it. There was, there was no lead-up time. There was no marketing. This was just, hey, I didn't even bother fucking mastering the record. Here it is. Boom. Correct me if I'm wrong. Colin Quinn. I don't remember his last name. It just remember it sounded like Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn? The Colin. guy, the tweet guy. The oh, guy who Colin, Twitter man. Colin Quinn Levin. I hope Quinn I'm Levin. saying that right. But that, that's where I, I think it, it's it's more going at, is bands just you know putting things out. and, and so, But he's asking if it's a gimmick. I think for the ones who aren't Beyonce. 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 The B. Beowulf. Uh, I think it is. I mean, like, because again, like you said, she can do whatever she wants. Kendrick Lamar is a big name in hip-hop, but he's still not on that level. It's going to depend on the artist. Yeah, it really depends on the artist. And I think marketing gimmick is a very broad term, because whose idea was it? That's the question. I think in some of the cases where we're describing, it's probably the artist's um, idea. I think in terms of a Beyonce, uh, perhaps it's more of a utilitarian thing. Like, obviously, she didn't make that record alone. And she doesn't want it to leak before she wants it to, so maybe mm-hmm. that's part of it. But I think that you know, there's a there's another option. And from our perspective as a record store, 
and part of quote unquote the industry um it's harmful to an artist's sales when you do things like this mm-hmm. because you know um uh, when there's when you drop your album but then there's no physical version of it for three weeks a month radiohead's a great example mm-hmm. is the album gonna sell absolutely you know that's a that's an example of a band that at a store like ours it's always gonna sell it's gonna sell but how many more might we have sold if we had a physical product the same date that there was a digital product but on the converse side let's go back to beyonce absolutely we sold less because we had a gap between release and physical product and in her case it actually wasn't even that long and even uh, another point to that is that a lot of people were confused People showed up here on the day that yeah. it was released digitally. They were calling us saying, do you have copies of it? Yeah. And we had to say, you know, that's just digital. It's actually coming out in two weeks or, or whatever the, the time yeah. frame was. Same for Drake. Yeah. 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 Drake is a great example. Kanye West, we got a bunch of phone calls when he digitally put his thing out on Tidal. And we had to say, sorry, it's only on Tidal. It's only digital. And I think it, at this point, it's still only I on... I think it's very presumptive of some artists to release it only digitally for a while and assuming your fans are all going to get it because there are people who don't know their way around digital audio who don't care for digital audio. There are people who come in and think they're going to get the CD and we tell them, no, it's, you know, wait two weeks. And at that point, they're just like... gone. They're, fuck it. Yeah, they don't care anymore. They're going to, you know, they're going to download it on iTunes or Amazon and people still have CD burners and they can easily burn themselves a physical copy. You know, not that this is a pity party, but there goes our sale. There goes Best then, Buy I mean, sale. There goes, there goes Barnes & Noble sale. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, yeah, but I mean, even if they go home and Spotify it, you just lost $13 of revenue for your physical CD. Yeah, you're and you're getting your, your penny from streaming. You know? mm-hmm. Well, and, and I uh, often look at it as I you know, do, uh, often play both sides of the fence, but I do uh, look at you know, the artist side of it, and I, I get it. And I feel like, especially for a lot of these big artists who put things out like on their own digitally, it's because they can and they know that they can control how much more money they're going to get. Like they own the publishing, they uh, are part owners in the streaming service that's exclusively putting it out. Like they fully know what they're doing. And maybe I don't know if that's a marketing gimmick as much as it is just a strategy. I, yeah, it's it's a business strategy. It might be ruthless. I mean, that's and, what a, that's what a marketing gimmick is. It's a strategy. It's just you know they're well, taking it. They're taking a non traditional route to it. Yeah, but to me, it's like this even supersedes marketing because there's no. This is just them saying. I'm going to try to make as much money as I can. I know I'm getting fucked on the streaming services. I know. I'm going to make less money if I put it out physically on these formats. I can make the most money doing it just like this, releasing it myself on this service. So that's what I'm going to do first. I'm going to go for me first, and then the you know, do the basically the last scene in The Godfather when shit just comes together. Still Beyonce haven't... is Don Corleone <laughs> <laughs> with way wait, better hips. Wait, wait. I haven't seen I haven't seen The Godfather, but isn't it Don Corleone, not Don Corleone? Okay, listen. With your no, fucking pronunciation. You're Corleone and Beyonce over here. <laughs> it's Beyonce. Next, we're going to go to the museum. <laughs> Want to take this outside of the cement? <laughs> I have never heard Corleone use as a verb before. You are Corleoning this thing. <laughs> Not to be confused with cornholing. Totally different. Totally different. Totally different. What is he doing over there? 
I'm making sure we are recording. Oh God! <laughs> wow, we had, a, recording? we had a real conversation. Like the first real conversation we've had in years. I had one job. No, we're good. We're good. The power cord came out of the laptop, so mm. I just. Uh, well, we talked. We spoke a little bit about this, but the second part was: Does it skew the material's reception? I think, uh, largely to a greater audience, it could. It could. I'm not saying it does, but it definitely could. I mean, and we're also talking about the majority of artists that do, I don't want to call it a stunt, but the, you know, the, the majority of artists who follow that model, that release model now, sort of my perception of it is, is truthfully that they, uh, they know their audience and there is a huge audience that only streams now. And especially in the younger demographic, right, it's just exclusively streaming, and they know, and they're just tapping into that. You're primarily only reaching an 18 and younger customer. Yeah. If it's even a customer. Traditionally, that's where the most disposable income falls and where you a lot of big true? sales come from. I think uh, when it comes to marketing, I think that, uh, yeah, there's like a, a like a 15 to 18-year-old market that is generally really tapped into, and it's considered to be one of the audiences that has the most uh, disposable income and is willing to spend it on things like music, clothes, etc. Hmm. Just taking their parents' money, motherfuckers. Savages. True. I mean, fucking children. I'm going to start a savings account now. Oh, no, get ready, boys. All these marketing gimmicks in my future. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just think about the fucking music streaming service your kids are going to have in Listen, 15 years. They'll be disowned. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? It's unrecorded. They're going to hear right. this. This is a time capsule, Charlotte <laughs> and Harper. Daddy will be very disappointed in you. Daddy if, is very disappointed. Daddy, not mad. Excuse me. He's not mad. I'm speaking to you from the past, and I am disappointed. You ruined his legacy. Go back to your room, and don't stream a goddamn thing. Put down your iPad 2000... Nanowatt. Yeah, you... The fuck is a nanowatt? It's a small watt. Okay. They inject it directly into your eyeballs, you see. 15 years in the future, and it gives your eyes... If you want to shuffle in the next song, look up. (laughs) See? If you're having a seizure, you're shuffling for eternity. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, it's actually been government mandated that Apple can't release this product until epilepsy is solved. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Hmm. Suddenly a lot of money gets invested into epilepsy research. Thanks, Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I was not expecting uh, that uh, substantial of a question. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Thank we, you, Colin. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We have nothing else substantial to talk about. And that's about. the podcast, okay. <laughs> I thought JP had an agenda. He said he had an agenda that he didn't tell me about. I do have an agenda. Is it like a hidden agenda? It's a vegan agenda. Oh, God. It's the worst. <laughs> Just like those socialist Hydra agents. Mm-hmm. It's like the this, gay agenda. This agenda has been put together with tapioca flour. So, uh, a few weeks ago was uh, Record Store Day here at the store. Um, April 16th on a Saturday. We did a, a special live from Record Store Day podcast where we interviewed people from the line and uh, talked about a few things on the actual day. But now that we're actually here and have sat down and had a little time to, to ponder on a it. solid month. A, a month to, <laughs> to go Digest. over it and think about it. How do you guys feel uh, Record Store Day went? Record Store Day was awesome. It went very well, yeah. I had a good time. I had a great time. I had an okay time. It was fine. <laughs> My coffee could have been better. I'm nitpicking. I'm sorry. I'm nitpicking. You have a very short bar that you're setting yourself at. Yeah, I I know. It's terrible. Coffee's ruined. I'm out. (laughs) This results in months of disappointment sometimes. What are we talking about? We had 
like, uh, I mean, I don't know what the official count was prior to 9 o'clock, but I think right about 9 o'clock, I mean, we had a line that stretched from the front door mm-hmm. around two full sides of the building. Yeah, yeah, down into By the, the side alley. By the time we opened the doors, there was coming down the alley. Wow. Wow. But it went pretty smooth. I want to say that much. Like, yep. um, unlike our grand reopening, where we suffered from massive internet problems that caused long lines, <clears throat> our long lined line moved pretty quickly on Record Store Day, I did, think. Yeah. And it was complimented by many people in line. I think we, it's, I mean, in part, it's due to our customers. We've always, the five years we've been doing this, have been civil. You know, we don't have fights break out over who got what, you know, and they always respect our line policy. Mm-hmm. And record store day policy, there's not generally much argument about yeah. you know, more than one per customer or that kind of nonsense. Yeah, I, I typically don't do the register until usually later in the day, so I don't know how that goes. <laughs> South. It goes like that. Goes. <laughs> I broke the concentration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. And now we're descending into the usual dick and fart jokes. Just no actual farts, right? Yeah, not even jokes, just actual farts. Uh, we had uh, we had live music all day. We had uh, Cold Hands, who actually will be a part of this podcast later. We did an interview with them uh, earlier, and we'll be airing that at the end of the podcast. We'll actually also be premiering their debut single as a band. I think we've masturbated their ego enough for one night, JP. We're gonna be. I'm, I'm putting a cap on the number of times we're gonna say Cold Hands for the rest of the night. We'll be playing that band's song. <laughs> At, guys, the end, at guys, the end of the my podcast, hands are feeling kind of frigid. You, they're not. It's fucking ninety degrees outside. Frigid digits. That's a good band name. Cover band. It's my cover band. Tribute uh, band. We only write songs about broccoli, and we our songs will be the Taconic. <laughs> and uh, and even on the last podcast that we did, uh, we played a couple cuts. I did some recordings of the bands that were playing. But uh, one of my highlights was we actually we got Songhoi Blues to play. And they that were was. Awesome. You yeah. know what the thing about that was. Literally a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are the odds that that band will Was be in, in fucking Poughkeepsie? Will be <laughs> in, in Poughkeepsie again? It's like it's got to be, without exaggeration, one in a million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's a million days left on this planet, because okay. literally, I'm talking oh, about the, okay. whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm talking about the odds of the planet. Just got dark there <laughs> quick. Wow, well, that's a lot there's of days. Some things I want to do. <laughs> You got a midget countdown. You have a million days. Get going. Let's see. I'm Let's see how many. How many number. years is a million days? <laughs> Ask Siri. That's okay. No, we're Hi, all fucked. I'm Brian, what can I do for you? I got the answer right here. I don't need fucking Siri. Siri. I'm not sure what you said there. <laughs> you know how many years a million days is? Tell me. Two thousand seven hundred thirty-nine point seven two years. That's how many years you have left, Birdo. Get cracking. Okay. See you guys later. <laughs> so yeah, literally a once in a lifetime experience to see those guys play on our stage. Fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And if you haven't checked out their record, please do. We're still spinning in the store. It's a great album. It's called it's Music for music, music and Exile. Yeah, Music and Exile. Thanks. We had food trucks. We did have food trucks. One of talk about is, that. Yeah. Holy no shit. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. El Guapo's Tacos. R.I.P. Brother. It fucking blew up. It fucking blew up. You know what's weird? I'm pretty sure that night that happened at like 4 a.m. One of my dogs just freaked out, like barking, going crazy. Like and it's, I, it's exploding food truck well, sense went they, off. The guy and, lives in the Grange, and I live in the Grange. And apparently, like I was reading the paper, and they said like residents in the Grange like heard the blast 
for like five miles. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, uh, El Guapo Tacos was a food truck that was here on Record Store Day, and we read the news the other day that uh, apparently in the middle of the night, while parked out in front of his home, just for some unexplained reason, the truck just blew up. And took like a third of his home with it. Yes. His home was fucked. Correct. Fortunately, no one was injured. Exactly. No one was hurt, but holy shit. Tacos. Oh, man. So good. The tacos. He made a, he made me a vegan taco called a Morrissey. Yeah. It was so good. I like the Kim Jong, but the Morrissey was also good. <laughs> the Kim Jong is a taco, for the record. No, no. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Just leave it there. It's kimchi. It's delicious. We also had... Uh, Clock Tower Clock Grill. Tower Grill. Clock Tower Grill mm-hmm. was also there, slinging a lot of food. That was actually my memory of... Oh, man, that was one of the best breakfast sandwiches I've ever had. That was a good breakfast sandwich, yeah. actually. One memory that I have was, uh, that was actually my interaction with Songhoi Blues, was uh, bringing them tacos from El Guapo Tacos. Yeah, I had to deliver them, and then I was told I got the order wrong. <laughs> like, oh, I thought there were two tacos each, so I had to go back to El Guapo. I'm like, I need an exact duplicate of what you just gave me. And they kind of rolled their eyes, and I... Rock like, stars. I'm like, rock stars, man. Rock stars. They're going to be releasing a secret album. <laughs> so, uh, we have a bunch of other uh, upcoming events. I figure we should do things like we should plug our upcoming things that we have on Meh. the podcast. We should t- Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming up, this uh, if this podcast airs uh, after any of these events have happened... Sorry. D- hey, blame JB. That's that a- John at Dark Side <laughs> Records. <laughs> uh, coming up this Friday... Uh, May 27th, we have Lacuna Coil, who will be in store doing a signing at 5 p.m. At 7 p.m., we will have a... Jimmy, what are the odds of this airing before the Lacuna Coil event? 50-50. Slim to none. Yeah, that's what I'm a, thinking. Tomorrow's a very busy day. Well, <laughs> keep it fucking tight, so I don't have to do a lot of fucking editing, and I'll have it up. Boom. Fair enough. Boom goes dynamite. At 7 p.m., does that we're mean gonna, I can't say like racial things? See, you're, you're doing it right now. You're just, you're just hurting your own I'm release sorry. time. I'm you're sorry. pushing it back. That huge cocktail is over here. We're going to have a listening party for the monkeys who are putting out a new record on the 27th. Uh, it'll also be a coloring party because we got monkeys coloring books. Note to self, i got to find some crayons. Oh, boy. Mm. Before mm. that party. Why Knuckle Rodeo's album release show is this Saturday? Their record release show, they told me specifically to say. Oh, record release. Yeah, they got, they got yeah. vinyl. Yeah. They're actually pressing a vinyl, or they've pressed a oh, vinyl. I mean, said album, but I, don't, yeah. I guess I'm wrong. Well, I, you know... <laughs> they have vinyls? The album... Art is being hand silk screened by the band, yeah, and it four comes different in four colors. So it's going to be red. Some by Cookie, who has a bunch of art here up on the walls. Uh, we're going to be having a Memorial Day used CD sale coming up Memorial Day weekend. Twenty percent off used CDs. Yeah, we're going to be having hot. Moving into June, we have uh, we have a rock show lined up with Geezer on June eleventh, and then uh, a couple things that we have in the works coming up for the remainder of the summer. We're going to have a patch night. It's going to be called Patch Adams. That's Patch Atoms, but <laughs> I, I'm taking credit for the idea. It was all you. It, it was, was good. all me. It was, all, it was good. I think we need to find a Patch Adams patch. patch. There I, might have to be a custom order. I can make oh, that happen. Okay. But it's going to be for anybody who likes patches, battle vests, or if you just have clothes that you need fixed. We're going to have sewing machines. We're going to sew on some patches. Artie's going to be in here oh. stitching up his pants. He doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> Actually, he does stream a lot of music on his. He phone, does so. also do random pop-ins. Should so. I should I be cutting this part out? Talking about him? Artie? No, he okay. doesn't fucking do. He might Artie, listen. If you're now. listening, go to sleep. <laughs> if you're listening, I'm not gonna lie. 
I'm a little impressed. Yeah. If you made it this far into it, good for you. And in August, hopefully, we're going to have our first ever Dark Side Bazaar. The Bazaar Bazaar? Sure. That's what, uh, in my elementary school, we had a thing called the Bazaar Bazaar once a year. I think this will be weirder. I hope so. Because here you can say fuck. <laughs> you can say that's it in my elementary it. school. Yeah, that's all that makes it. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be an out- midgets. It's going to be an outdoor sale. I have a bucket list. I got to catch up. I got a million days. There's going to be there's going to be music. There's going to be vendors. There might be little people. Yeah. So listen, can we talk about something that's going on right now? Uh, speaking of news, a lot of reunions got announced this week. So there's this thing called the internet, right? <laughs> and they put news on it. Some uh, of us have other things to do. Okay. Uh, that's I why have it, no excuse, but you usually tell me these things when I see you during the day. Yeah. You didn't tell me this today. Uh, so two uh, reunions were announced this week. One, the Hell Freezes Over tour, not the Eagles, is the original Misfits lineup. Oh, well, we did talk about this I did. Today. I didn't read about that, actually. Jerry Only, Danzig, and... Doyle. I was going to say Balzac, but then I realized that's the guy from Gore, not uh, Misfits. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've announced that they're getting back together for the first time in 30 years. How long is it going to last? An One hour? tour. <laughs> One tour. That's it. No, like how many shows? I, an hour. I think they'll be able to hold together for a tour. I don't know. If for they get a, separate buses. See, that's what I'm saying. They'll make it work. They'll, they'll do it. have made it work for years, and they hate each other. Berto and I saw Misfits, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, we saw the Danzig Misfits. Yeah, the thing. Danzig. Danzig and Doyle? I saw that as yeah. well. Well, he, um, I can't remember the, the exact situation now, but there was something where, like, Doyle is right next to Danzig, and Danzig looks at him and goes, just calm down. <laughs> <laughs> like, on mic, on stage? Uh, like, yeah, we all like heard they it. were like, I don't know what the issue was. But yeah, he was like, I can't remember. It was Danzig might have stepped too far into his circle of rock, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Into the pentacle mm-hmm. of rock mm-hmm. and the other big announcement this week which I guess I'll just tell you guys because you don't know what it is, is was uh, Rage Against the Machine uh, put up that counter on their website I know about that but did you read the follow up to it the, I did the album it's going to be called The Prophets of Rage and it's Rage Against the Machine minus Zach De La Roca well so it's not Rage Against the Machine what right? The and the what? Prophets of Rage and Bullshit. also the album that I read about it's just like a rehashing of Rage songs. So it's basically the last Pink Floyd album? Uh, I didn't read that there was an album coming out. Uh, what I read is that it was, uh, the announcement was going to be called The Prophets of Rage, and it's going to be Chuck D from Public Enemy mm-hmm. and Be Real from Cypress Hill, oh, and, the, and the backing band, the remaining three from Rage Against the Machine, and they're going on tour, and they're going to be performing hits from all three projects. Interesting. And... I don't know if I read they're putting out new music as well. well I read but, about a like a rock against Trump sort of thing. I can't uh, remember if that was the name of it, but it was like I, I looked at the track list and it was like just literally rehashings of uh, rage songs, and I felt disappointment in my heart. I think everybody yeah, that's did. A little, that's a little let down. Yeah. I guess it's really just does Zach De La Roca really hate those dudes that much like is he over rage against the machine i don't know I bet so he's just, much give it 30 years uh, yeah i just said he's pretty difficult to work with is my guess i would yeah he seems like a difficult individual i saw him once at the vma's climate scaffolding randomly no that was, was a bass player that was tim are you sure no no i'm not <laughs> <laughs> I, I think i think you're incorrect internet let us know if we were correct 
Ask Siri and she'll be confused. Send us a tweet. Other big tours this summer that I'm personally checking out. John Carpenter's first ever tour. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. (laughs) He's He's never the record. Before you snore into the microphone, he's not just doing soundtrack music on the tour. No, he's working off his two two albums, The Lost Themes, Mm -hmm. one and two. As well as, you know, he's done a lot of soundtrack themes, like Halloween. How far do those stray from his soundtrack work? <laughs> you don't not have a good answer. So, not just <laughs> his soundtrack work, my dick. <laughs> he's very synthy, so it all, you know, comes together. So was Flock of Seagulls. Listen, I got a spare ticket? I'm not it. <laughs> you can take that midget. <laughs> I, I don't know where she lives. And the last, you know where she works, then <laughs> in a suitcase. <laughs> That's the no, other one. You gotta oh, get porn midget. Yeah. Porn star. No, porn star John was just here the other day. He was. Oh, yeah. I met him. And the last piece of big news that happened since we dusted a podcast it must be big news. Twenty sixteen continues to be brutal because fucking Prince died. Oh yeah. Oh, that whole thing. That right. Like Remember that. Ago. It was more than two weeks ago now. It was probably one, about one, a month ago. Yeah. It was right after record started. That's right. Mm-hmm. I really wish we could have Kim on the podcast now. Again. Kim? Kim, who loves Prince. Oh, right. The Wait. blonde chick from Trivia? No. What? You mean... Yeah. I really wish we could have on the on the podcast now. Well, she... I actually, I talked to her about that uh, not long after Prince died, and she came in. Uh, she still would like to be on the podcast. She had some things in her personal life that are... Uh, keeping her busy but she should be free soon okay and we should schedule something with her good good to know we're gonna talk prince and we're gonna talk horrible rotten dirty things that happened here when this building was OTB. that's That's, let's be real that's what i want to talk about that could be yeah i think there are awards for podcasts i can't remember (laughs) the name of it the cast that's that's our fucking that's our ticket right there i just remember yeah i remember briefly asking her about it when she found out, she came into the old location because she had found out that we were moving here, and she said, oh, I could tell you some stories. I don't think anyone actually died in the building. Yeah, we asked if anybody died But I tell you some building. stories. <laughs> I think her response was, well, not in the building. Right. <laughs> oh, God. But you know where you park, JB? Uh, <laughs> Hoff is here. <laughs> there's, a topical, there's a topical humor for you. Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> With the times. Part of that Verizon strike, I bet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Half of jokes. So, uh, Kim, uh, we made a bet the other day mm-hmm. where uh, she told me that she had never seen any of the Lord of the Rings movies. Maybe we discussed that on the podcast. I, I can't remember. Hey, but, I uh, really remember something like that. Yeah, because I was with her. I was, like, standing in solidarity. But uh, So we made a bet where she said that she would watch... All of the Lord of the Rings movies. If I watched Pitch Perfect, oh, and then shit so went one down. Movie for three, shit went down at the uh, Dark Side Records after party, record store day after party, the post record store day after at party. Underground Coffee and Ales, mm-hmm. Highland, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy, for having us. It was a good Great time. Guy. A month yeah. ago, except for this part, got a little awkward at this part. Uh, wait, what's your? How do you remember this part going down? I remember sitting at the other end of the table talking about anal like a civilized person, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm hearing yelling at the other end of a very long table about Lord of the Rings and Pitch Perfect between you and her, and I didn't know what was going on, and the whole place was watching. Were you drunk? 
We're at a place called Coffee and Ales. <laughs> of course we so were drinking. you were drunk or caffeinated. And also, it was the end of Record Store Day. We had all worked like a 15-hour day straight. I was a little, I was a little punchy. Maybe that's the right word to use there. <laughs> Did you punch her? I was animated. No, oh. I didn't punch. Okay. I just... I, was, I don't see you punching much. <laughs> Look, I'm small, but I'm fierce. Okay. All right? Okay. Okay. Your we, secret weapon. We There's actually... A name. We had Not to ma- punching much. <laughs> We actually had to. Uh, I had to make a punching strategy the other day when we uh, oh, we had to uh, confront yeah. a person about that. When we walked out, in my mind, I was going, "You know, what if this gets ugly?" That was also like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if we talked about like that. I had to make. I while yeah, we were walking, his, like risk strategy. Yeah, I was in my head. I was like, I was like, so if shit goes down. Like he's gonna go after you. And then what am I going to do? Because he's like twice my size. Squirrel tactics. That was it. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run and I'm going to punch and just not stop punching. I'm just going to like jump on him and wail until I physically can't stop wailing. I just picture, isn't there like a scene in Jurassic Park where the T-Rex is suddenly attacked by the Velociraptors? That's exactly what I'm going to do. That's the image in my head right now. (laughs) It's a pretty good nerd point to you. Thanks. Mm. Thank you. Mm. 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 There was just a uh, Jurassic Park parody on Sesame Street, actually. No one cares. It's just like when Spidey took out Giant Man at the airport. You know, they all It's slightly different. Up. That was more like he tripped them. There was like a strategy. Well, yeah, they went with the Empire Strikes Back strategy. Yeah, well, I mean, they have to, you know, cross-promote the brands now Absolutely. that they're all owned by Disney, so. Yeah. I did something to Wombats in my F-16. <laughs> <laughs> JJ's out. Okay. He didn't come to the Captain America premiere with us. The F-16... Is a real fighter jet. I know. And a wombat is a real thing. It's a, a small womp rat. Womp yes, rat. Womp okay. rat. Wombat, womp rat. Fuck you, Australia. There goes our Australian audience. You see what just happened? We talked about the Aborigines earlier, too. That's so. So I guess we're just evening out. That's yeah. what we're don't doing. is what I'm hearing. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I watched Pitch Perfect, is the short of that story. How was so that? you won. It was. No, we, we just. We honored. Our agreements. She washed hers. I watched mine. Oh, a Seems a little unfair, though. Like three for one. Look, it was her. The bet was her idea. I didn't make the terms. Now, this, she made this the terms. Is Kim, who came on the podcast that one time. Correct. Okay. Correct. And Pitch Perfect must have been what hour and a half, hour fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Five years. Yeah. Five years. Yeah. Look again. She made the terms. I I just simply agreed. I didn't. There was no balance of, of movie time well, discussed. I mean, she's blonde, so she blundered into it, and it's fine. It's, did it's you, understandable. She quizzed That's, me about the movie afterwards. Did you quiz her about Lord of the Rings? A little bit, yes. Well, I just wanted I, to make sure. I feel know. like I could get through a quiz about Lord of the Rings, and I've never seen it. <laughs> On what page? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, whoever that guy was, <laughs> talking, quizzing Stephen Colbert. Was it Elijah Wood? No, it wasn't. J.R.R. Tolkien? No. No, it was um some some actor. Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Stumped Stephen Colbert. Really? On, uh, Lord of the Rings yeah. trivia. Ah. Apparently First his, time ever. His mother is a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. And Colbert is also. Well done, sir. Well done. I think everything I need to know about um Lord of the Rings I learned from Clerks Two. What's the elf's name? Mordor. <laughs> 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 I mean, okay. Credit where credit's due. That is an associated. I know it's a place name with the, the story. <laughs> Gandalf. Yes. How many parsecs did it take to do the Kessel Run? Thirty-two. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> right. What? Oh God. Twelve. Eh, whatever. It's my favorite thing Frodo did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is on the wrong podcast. Clearly, this is that's what's happening here. It is parsecs or distance. <laughs> <laughs> even, even. <laughs> also. 
last thing I'll say to you guys, uh, I don't know if you realize this, but we're getting very close to a dark side milestone. I'm Which sure, one? I'm not sure if you're aware. Which one? On Facebook. Mm, we're I, almost I at, locked. I looked and I locked. Okay. We're okay. we're almost at 6,666 followers. Nice. That's a milestone right there. Mm-hmm. We should give a prize to whoever's number 6,666th. Some sort of pentagram related thing. Yeah. A Sabbath record. I have a great uh, Satan is my co-pilot air freshener. Okay. Could, yeah, you can pull that out of your car. We could each donate one piece of like satanic things that we have. I have this vial of goat's blood. I have a oh, cow skull in the nice. back room. That's no, that's no joke. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could probably get you a virgin to sacrifice. Give me like an hour. Had my vas deferens squeezed today. No. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you did. I heard Segway. about that. <laughs> <laughs> no well. more accidents for... JJ. So, uh, I'm uh, I'm getting a vasectomy. Mm-hmm. August, it's important that we all share our penis. August third, if anybody wants to come, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna live stream it on yeah, the po- for the podcast. Be, this dark side, That's how we're gonna get to six thousand six hundred sixty-six right there. Yeah, there we go. Like uh, like a medical college, you know, you can sit in the observation mm-hmm. thing. I'm gonna record it and put it on the podcast. Yeah, just just audio, just audio. <laughs> the sounds it's, of it's snipping. It's gonna be like one of those things. Like, okay, you're done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The doctor's like, and. We're good. He says it takes like 15 minutes. Do they put you under for it? No, it's a local. Do they let you watch what's happening? Um, Oh, they stick you in the dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be fun. Yeah, I I, I don't know. But so like there was like a whole explanation of, you know, how the process works. It's a non-scalpel procedure that I'm getting. Yeah, the laser? Uh, The lightsaber? I don't don't know. It's a cauterizing procedure. Cool. All right. Uh, Basically, he drew me a diagram. I I learned things today, (laughs) guys. When he drew your diagram, was it just like a dick, like ball, ball dick? No, there was no dick. We we were all testicle. Oh, okay. We were I testicle see. and vas. That's what I learned. It's called in the industry. It's the vas, not the vas deference. I feel like that's an unprofessional doctor. No, he's very professional. It was, you know, you sure it was a doctor? Who was I mean... Did you see an ID? He had a white coat. Actually, he didn't have a coat. <laughs> and he was naked. That's weird. But uh, so, they, like, they basically what they do is this is very informative. That's you know, that's what we're sharing. In case anybody out there is thinking of getting a vasectomy, mm-hmm. we'll form a support group. Um, in case you're not thinking of a vasectomy, he had twins. So basically, they make a tiny hole in like the side of your area, and they pull out <laughs> this. Oh, the, area. the thing I learned. So there's like something called the cord. That wraps around the vas and has keeps like all your blood vessels and your nerves and that kind of stuff. And uh, so that wraps around the vas. So what they do is they make a little hole and they pull the vas out. Oh. Like, like he drew it on a whiteboard. And he, like like a, outside of your body. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, so he um, mm. he drew it on a whiteboard first, and he like, kind of was like, so it's like here's the vas, and he kind of went to like this, like he's pulling it out. He's like. That's too far. We don't pull it out that far. And he, like, redrew it. <laughs> and then they tie two little sutures on each side. And they uh, cauterize it then. So you have two sealed up tubes, top and bottom. And that gives you a 1 in 500. There's a 1 in 500 chance that they could reconnect. So he takes it the extra mile. So if you've got, like, a Wolverine healing factor, you're getting over it pretty quick. Maybe. I mean, I don't think you're intended to get over it, but... <laughs> I'm over it. Um, so then what they do is like an extra added precaution is they take part of that cord and they like stretch part of it out or something. I don't remember exactly. And they cover the bottom tube with it so that it's even harder for the two to reconnect. And then your odds go to one in a thousand. Hmm. 
So then he wanted to, you know, check out the goods. And uh, <laughs> so he wanted to show me where the procedure was going to happen. I like to imagine that he's in the in the doctor's office. And he's like, I really wish you wouldn't refer to it that way. Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he like he grabs me like right on the side here and um, he squeezes it pretty hard. He's like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, well, yep, yep, I'm good. And he's like, oh, okay. got, Doc. <laughs> he's like, okay, right here, right here. But he's like, oh, you got a pretty thick cord. <laughs> right here. <laughs> I guess the cord around my vase is pretty thick, ladies. <laughs> you, you got a month. <laughs> and so he's like, all right, right here, touch between my fingers. And so he kind of like guides my hand down there. Is this like a woman explaining where the clit is? Like, <laughs> you gotta like guide. Never, I never needed an explanation. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Ah. <laughs> so he's, he's so you're holding hands, hands while he's <laughs> sque- intensely squeezing he's your balls. Squeezing pretty hard, and he's like, "Okay, touch right there." And he like guides my finger in. He's like, "You feel that? You feel that thing that feels like a piece of hard spaghetti underneath your skin? <laughs> That's your vase." And I was like, "All right, cool." Then he let go. And then I was driving home. I had some like uh, you know the the residual you got kicked in the balls pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a little bit of that. I kind of felt it in the back, a little queasy in the stomach. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess this is what I'm in for. That's what I, that's what I want everybody to take away is that there's a cord and that your vas feels like a piece of hard spaghetti. I don't know if I ever told you this story, but when I was probably fifteen, maybe. Uh, I had this thing happen to me. I don't know the technical term for it. I had this thing happen to me. Uh, I always called it the twisted testicle, mm. which oh. is where my, my ball spun, and uh, it just felt like I was being kicked in the balls mm-hmm. at all times for like a week straight. Yep. And then the doctor, more or less, when I went to see him, uh, told me that one of two things was going to happen. Either A, it would just untwist itself, and you'll be fine, or... It would be so twisted that the whatever was twisted would just rot and separate, and I would then lose my ball. Wow. And those were the two options I had. <laughs> this is my very limited understanding Ooh, yeah, okay. of, of the situation from when I was from... That seems like very extreme options. From 20 years ago, yeah. Uh, and in the end, it well, just... 20 years ago, they didn't even have, like, lasers, right? I mean, you're old. Lasers. <laughs> but so in the end, my ball just righted itself... Or rotted off, and they just never told me. I don't really know. I didn't follow up. You know, you have like, the, the gather party has that dead testicle. Like, you just like flick it, and nothing happens. I mean, it, it, there's something there. There is some sort of testicular object. I never checked to see if it's a dead rotting testicle inside me. Interesting. This is a weird t- turn this took all of a sudden. But uh, I wonder if that's my Vans that was twisted. Vaz. No, no, no. Your I like Vans. Vans better. It's like my shoes. It's not Vans Deferens. It's Vaz. Vaz Deferens. You know, from now on, I'm going to definitely slip up multiple times when I'm talking to Yaz. <laughs> I'm definitely going to call her the wrong thing. Vaz. <laughs> 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 uh, that's how I got fired. <laughs> oh, fire you I, have another, I have another good one. A missed opportunity, but really I held my tongue. We were talking about... Well, he held your balls. Yeah. <laughs> We were talking about scheduling, and he's like, well, so, you know, I do them every day of the week, but Tuesday. I don't do any on Tuesday. He was very adamant about it. And the immediate thought that came into my head that I managed to keep my mouth shut and not say was, <laughs> but then how is it Testicle Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> oh. But we just met, so. Yeah, yeah. 
Did you ask him, like, how many balls he'd sliced that day? Nope. I get the impression. I mean, it's obviously a common procedure, but it's not the clear focus of the office. You he's know, got he's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, it's you know it's a urology place, so things happen there mm-hmm. more than my petty semen issues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you, what's the name of the doctor who's doing it? Um, Crumholtz, Doctor Crumholtz, Doctor Crumholtz. Do so you recommend him? He came recommended to me, so I'm not okay. going to actually give the recommendation until I've had the snip. Okay, but fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Valid. He was very nice. Do, um, do you want me to edit his name out in this case? I think it's okay. Why firm, firm grip. He asked me how I heard about him. He's like, where'd you get our name? And I said, uh, well, Aaron's a part of these crazy person mama Facebook groups, mm. and there's often vasectomy talk, and his name came up. So then I just Googled from there. Some maternity Facebook groups and ISIS Facebook, like very secretive, limited. Straight to ISIS with you. Every yeah, time. Every time. No, to be fair, the 9-11 was Al-Qaeda. They took credit. Okay. <laughs> well, it was no ISIS then. That's right. We made ISIS. We did make ISIS. Meanwhile, at the vasectomy clinic. I like to imagine that he does a special where he's like, come in with a referral. Get your second ball snipped for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hell of a deal, really. So anything else we want to mention? Anything else that's important? Uh, we got the vasectomy out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> August is your snipping? Yeah, August 3rd. So, okay. got, so got maybe time. Yeah, we'll probably talk before then with a podcast. I would hope so. Are we better? That's yes. That's three months ball. away. We've got uh, we've got something in the works that we can't announce yet. But oh we've yeah, got, uh, we've got a you know a decent thing that might be happening here in the store. For those of you at home, people. you can't see that he's doing the I'm air doing quotes, quotes the whole time. You can hear Is my quotes. It's implied in my day? voice. Yeah. Yeah. Is this something I don't that I'm not aware of? No. He just threw me for a loop there when he... No, he's just laughing Is this the thing? Just, well, let's wrap it up, because i got to go to the grocery store before I go yeah. home. All right. So if everybody's good... I'm good. I think so, yeah. All right, cool. Well, then this has been the Dark Side Records Podcast, episode 16? Maybe. Let me go to... Let me go look. Oh, God. Here's what I'll do. I'll just say a I'm bunch of numbers, and then whichever one it is... Episode I'll just, 17. I'll, episode 18. Episode 15. Hold on, I got this. This is stupid. Nope, this is episode 17. Wow. Mm, 16 nice. was RSD and 15 was Flacido Dongingo. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to give a coupon code? I haven't done one in a while. You know what it is? You come in and you give us a proper fucking <laughs> pronunciation of Beyonce. I thought you were going to say, you come in, you give us a firm testicle squeeze, you find my vase, and you can get a discount. <laughs> <laughs> now, what should it actually be? Beyonce. Beyonce? Beyonce. Let's say, which way, what's, the, what's the acceptable answer? The acceptable answer is Beyonce. You walk up to whoever's at the cash register, and you just keep saying Beyonce. You, just, you say Beyonce, not Beyonce. That's the, there Beowulf. it is. It's Beyonce. the The coupon code is all these words. Beyonce, not Beyonce, or Beyonce, or Beowulf. All of those words. All of those words. All of those words. <laughs> and we will be checking to make sure you said all of them correctly and pronounced. Pronounced. <laughs> Pronounce them well. <laughs> I words good. It's it's past your bedtime. So on behalf of Darkside Records, I'm JB. I'm Berto. I'm JJ. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in a month with more of the same. Yeah. JJ. Next month, we're going to come up with a playlist for my post-vasectomy. Oh, Aww. okay. There we go. Nice. Like when you're sitting at home cradling your balls in your hands? Yeah. I, just, I want it to be all, like, all dick-related. 
Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of the track right now, but what's the Stone Temple Pilot song where he's like, I'm half the man I used to be? Creep? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the leadoff right there. <laughs> if, if you have suggestions... Send them in. Send them to us on Twitter. Hashtag DarksidePodcast. Hashtag. Where's my Vaz? (laughs) JJ's vasectomy playlist. (laughs) Vaz playlist. Do you spell Vaz? V-A-N-S? No. What? V-A-Z? There's no N. There's no N. You You said Vaz. 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 What do you do with this medical degree you have? I squandered it. (laughs) (laughs) That's why there's a fucking sleeping bag in the old bathroom. (laughs) Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, bye. This our manager. This picture actually turned out really good. Uh, someone turned turned out the lights when we were shooting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the bathroom uh, while the lights got turned off? <laughs> that makes hilarious. me happy. I was wondering where the fuck this shadowy figure across the store came from. I'm like, guys, did we forget a yeah, customer or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, we left the guitar teacher at Alta yesterday for like 20 minutes. What's that? Guitar teacher was like in the western room, and you closed. Yeah, and then like eight fifteen, he called Dave. He's like, "I think you let me in." He's like, "How long have you like have you realized that no one's been like? It took you this long to realize that the old lights are off and you're the only one in there." He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> you gotta go back." That's bad. All right. Interview just letting them talk and basically. Okay. (laughs) That's how that's how we do interviews here, more or less. All right. So we have with us on the podcast today the band Cold Hands. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I don't. I don't. Cold Hands is here because they are actually going to be featured on this week's episode of Hudson Valley Homegrown on WRV, our local focused radio show. They're doing a Cold Hands takeover. You guys picked all the tunes. And as the cherry on top, the proverbial finger in the butthole, you, French tickler, you premiered your new song. We did. We did. We're really excited about it. Wait, uh, is that why you have a laptop? Point of, point of continuity. <laughs> is this going to post before Homegrown airs? I'm really going to try. <laughs> I'm really going to try. And if not, they just premiered their song on Hudson Valley Homegrown. <laughs> there we go. They either premiered or will be premiering this song. Depending on when this airs. I'm shooting for this to well, air yeah, Friday the 27th. Tomorrow. <laughs> it debuted yesterday and tomorrow. <laughs> you just so, got whatever one. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. No Doc one fucking shit right there. No one listens anyway. I don't think that's true. I think more people listen than we suspect. You know, I think it's probably fair to say that our podcast has more listeners than Hudson Valley Homegrown. I edit. <laughs> I know people personally listen to this podcast. Yeah? yeah. Do, you Do you know anybody who listens to Hudson Valley Homegrown? I didn't even know it existed until today. Okay. Boy. <laughs> edit. Edit. No, Case yeah. in point. <laughs> edit. fuck was that Hudson Valley Homegrown I think does have 3,000 followers whereas our podcast we're doing alright for a podcast I think we're doing okay I noticed you didn't mention the number I don't want to say the stats on you know in the podcast yeah I don't want to drink yeah Yeah. but wait Hudson Valley Homegrown has 3,000 followers where on the Facebook Albania (laughs) they're all Albanian (laughs) huge in the Albanian market there's a big poster in Albania that just and like over three people three thousand people a day just stand there over three people a day (laughs) Michael oh Michael if that runs into an outlet and are we burned to death I swear to God. Speaking of burn, well, Bernie Sanders. Oh, <laughs> oh. political movement. Wow. <laughs> that was the 
least smooth political drop in <laughs> I've ever seen. Much like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most relevant our podcast is ever going to get right there. All right, Seriously. so Cold Hands, you're a band. Where are you from? Various parts of New York, mostly uh, Poughkeepsie and somewhere north uh, towards the Carmel area. Uh, and I'm I'm from Beacon. I was, I was in before, you know, all the uh, the hipsters. Born and bred. Born and bred. Corn fed. Shittier than... I was fed worse things than corn than <laughs> <in> Beacon. <laughs> on the so, factory yeah. farm that you grew up on. Yep. <laughs> uh, how long have you been a band? Uh, I think About we just, a year. No, a little over a year. We started in the March. That's true. We're in March. Started in the March. The March. To be clear, March of last year, right? 2015. You guys can't count collectively at all. <laughs> That's well, March of 2015. I mean, if we want to talk about just not in case counting, this doesn't we... come out until next year. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> nah, I made a joke. It's all right. Um, Pete's bad know. at music. That's the joke we made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What do we uh, before we get too far? Why don't you uh, introduce yourselves? Say your names, what you play, and your favorite vegetable. All right. Hmm. Uh, my name is Juan. I hmm. play guitar and sing in Cold Hands. And my favorite vegetable is absolutely pizza. No, I'm just kidding. It's broccoli. I'm Tyler. Um, I play bass in Cold Hands. You may see me at Dark Side every once in a while. Tyler really likes to get close to the microphone. <laughs> yeah. It's very intense. Yes. He had to push Cl- it away. Closer. It was Cl- closer. So. Um, and my favorite vegetable is also broccoli. Ooh, all right. Uh, my name is Peter. I play guitar and sing in Cold Hands. And uh, if I'm being honest, my favorite vegetable is actually broccoli. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's because we're not depressed. What the fuck? <laughs> I see what you're doing we're here. tomatoes, all right? <laughs> We're not a tomato eating band. Yeah, we're not freaks. We don't eat tomatoes. Do you, do you all have uh, allergies to nightshades? <laughs> Is that how you got together? Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yes. how we got We all met at a meeting. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm Mike. I play drums. And I'm just going to say my favorite vegetable is broccoli, just so it looks like we're a unit. Nobody asked you. <laughs> what about your manager? Did he go poop again? <laughs> In the dark? Jordan, Jordan's hey. sitting behind us, and his favorite vegetable is broccoli. Yeah. That's a lot. He's uh, my brother. Jordan, it's string beans. Jordan with a G-E, by the way. G-E-O-R-D-A-N. One of those. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, what we call a freak. <laughs> but we love him. Does he have, does he have English parents? <laughs> yeah, at least he doesn't like tomatoes, though, because he'd be depressed if he liked tomatoes. All right. Have you ever considered, since you're all so anti-nightshades, have you ever considered doing a cover of Bob Seger's Night Moves, but changing it to fit your your dietary uh, needs? I brought it to the table. It was denied very fast. Fuck. <laughs> More of a uh, Pete Seeger guy. Mm, mm, mm. Beacon and all. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the original gentrifier. <laughs> I'm, 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 wow. I don't know if you'd appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more, of, I'm more of a Peter Gabriel kind of guy. <clears throat> wow. It's rough I'm, in here. I'm I Peter can see Malice, that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys uh, actually were also one of the first bands to play in our new location. You guys played our grand reopening celebration back on January 16th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny these allegations. Okay. Yeah, we did. I it. hear it was a great show. Yeah. And I think we were the first full band to play. Correct. Because like the, the first two or three acts, I think, were just acoustic. And yeah, we brought it, man. We brought the, whew, brought the house down. 
sound was bad, but we did it. <laughs> <laughs> no, our sound was bad. The in-house sound system is fantastic. It's, it's okay. You don't, you don't got to do that. <laughs> that. That dude Pete sucked. <laughs> yes. And then we played again um, record store day as well. Yes. And that was that was really cool also. And Pete sucked again. <laughs> you know, and I yeah I forgot my strap. That was cool. Justin made me this sick chain strap and chain gang. <laughs> I like to go by Sheriff Joe around here. <laughs> that was topical humor, goddammit! Anybody get it? No. So, uh, no, you don't get it? No. Sheriff Joe Arepo from uh, Arizona. Oh, that really. He, he keeps anti- all the prisoners in the desert and chain gangs and wakes them wear pink. Okay. Super racist asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got my attention. Too many times as a child, and mm-hmm. that's where mm-hmm. it went south from there. So, uh, tell us about your musical style. What would you? How would you describe what your band sounds like <clears throat> for people who haven't heard you before? The problem with that is that we have no idea what we sound like. Uh, we're a mixture of a bunch of different sounds. I think Pete kind of had it on pretty well i guess we kind of do a play of older uh earlier emo music kind of mixed with today's more like punk alternative basement uh bands like you know basement uh polar bear club early november random things like that it's um we've been fortunate enough to have a group of people who are uh diverse with music taste um being that it's such a convoluted mess we like to call it dab rock it's D-A-B, not D-A-D. That's two, se- you know, two different... No fathers. Uh, yeah. We leave that to Brooklyn Vegan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are just taking shots at everybody this podcast. I'm fucking on fire. No, no, nobody <laughs> share of Joe in the house. Nobody safe. <laughs> no boundaries. Uh, yeah, we also, we also dab on stage. That's not weed dab. That is uh, like hip-hop dabbing. Like can all you, the, can all you the ex- cool kids are doing it. Can you explain a dab for anyone who on this podcast... Oh, yeah, uh, let me show it to you. Yeah, you can ever, you visually demonstrate have it? Have you ever sneezed into your elbow? <laughs> and yeah, thrown your other arm away out? <laughs> and yeah, just do that and then hold it for about a second. Mm-hmm. Not the sneeze. Hold the, your arms for a second. It'd be really impossible to hold the sneeze. That sucks. <laughs> but yeah, sneeze into your left arm. And swing your right arm up uh, at a uh, diagonal, about a sixty-eight degree angle. Yeah, I'd say, yeah about mm-hmm. I'd say sixty-nine mm-hmm. degree angle. Mm-hmm. We're gonna need a protractor. <laughs> <laughs> protractor. Where's that, where's that going? Yeah, it's, <laughs> protractor has nothing to do with butts. Just for the record. <laughs> Are you that, sure? That explains your confusion at the doctor's office, though. Depends on your angle, but okay. <laughs> and in sixth grade math class. After class with the teacher. Oh, that sounds like a video I watched. When they touch your butt. So, uh, okay, so you've been a band for a little over a year. Um, what's been a highlight of you guys? Or what's been a highlight for you guys? I think, personally, for me, is just, well, uh, it may sound corny, but just like staying together and still like uh, looking forward to playing and writing together because a lot of bands around here will just kind of fall out. Especially because it's been so long since we've had any music to show people. Like you said, we're putting our first song out finally over a year later. Um, So I'm just, you know, it's cool that we are still going at it and really serious about it. And a highlight I think that will happen is our city show that we're going to play. It's our first time playing in the city 
and which is always at really Santos fun. House. No, yeah, no, Santos no, Party House. I'm really excited. June 10th, which I have to add, I thought was just a house. Originally, I thought it was fr- like a guy named Santos. Like, was just cool. And I was confused. Well, you're about young it and naive. Yeah. Yeah. Swans, uh, millennials. <laughs> you guys know who owns it, right? Uh, Andrew WK owns yeah, party, yeah. right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Figures that's why it's called the party yeah, house. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the sound system is insane. It's yeah. really speakers everywhere. Really fucking loud. And yeah. We're all dressed in only white. Oh, yeah, you, got, you have to wear white jeans. <laughs> That's where, in fact, we uh, probably about a year ago, we all went to see the Melvins and Les Butcherettes there. Yeah. Oh, wow. And JB must have been really happy about that, that Melvins. He, he does like his Melvins, yeah. <laughs> I've been known to like a Melvin or two in some circles. So, um, so when Cold Hands is on the road, what's your preferred broccoli cooking method? Uh, microwave steamed. Oh, microwave steamed. What steamed. the fuck? Microwave steamed. <laughs> steam. Uh, steam. Steam in bag. Steam. No, you, it's two plates on two bowls on top of each other. A little bit of water. Oh, but okay. fresh or frozen broccoli? Man, depends who you are. Uh, probably for me because I'm broke. Uh, a little bit of frozen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bulk bag, you know, for a cheaper price. <laughs> you always go fresh, man. Always could, fresh. Yeah, I was gonna nacho, say. I gotta, if we could throw some nacho cheese on the broccoli, I, true. By all means. I was I was gonna say I go I go with like boiled fresh broccoli. Boiled, you're out. All right, yeah. see you guys later. <laughs> All your nutritional value gone. Uh, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I like it. Shitty for me and shitty tasting. I like tasting. it. No nutrients and limp. <laughs> <laughs> Just like like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Absolutely. So what do you guys have? Uh, what do you have coming up? Tell us about some shows. You have? Do you have shows lined up besides Santos? Yes, the uh, day after. Mm-hmm. We have. Um, was it? That'd be June 11th, the day after. Yep. yep. Playing with some good friends in Hollowbones. Um, I'm saying good friends because that's the right thing to say. I really don't know any of them except for one guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's colorblind. <laughs> He's colorblind. Yeah. See, the fact that you know that I think shows that you're friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, he works at a paint store and he's colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is real it's life. Equal opportunity employment gone yeah. horribly wrong. <laughs> he also signed up for. Um, it's like I was hiring a black and check. white photography in, in college and still failed. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. The reason um, unknown to us, but you, you <laughs> can't imagine why. But yeah, they're doing it's an EP an EP release show. Um, at the extended place, play, right up the uh, right up the road. It's just like a really long single. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should discuss that here. How do you guys feel? Is an is a nine song thing? Is that an EP or is that an album? Nope, that's, that's an a full LP. length. That's yeah. a full length. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the how time? How long are the songs? Are they each? each yeah, time. if they're twenty-seven that's seconds. Not a song that's a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commercial. Write hardcore jingles. <laughs> That, there's definitely a market for that. So there's uh-huh. there's got to be a market for that. Listen, um, even even your classic hardcore seven inch release, generally speaking, didn't have nine songs on it. And they were like um, fifty. And those songs. were EPs. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. you know, maybe five or six songs at most. See, I always thought that like an EP could run from anywhere to like three to seven or eight songs, and like a full length, I always put at ten. Ten to twelve. Yeah. Oh, see, this is this now puts our our knowledge of the industry to the test because, to my understanding, an EP 
This is where I show how much of an idiot I am. This is, uh, to my understanding, an EP was thirty minutes or less. It's not it number of songs. Minutes. I believe it's, it's that to be true, and it's generally the precursor to a full length. Mm-hmm. I knew that the LP was like forty minutes or less. Like, I there's, there's albums no, I think it's just thirty or more is an LP. I'm gonna go like because uh, thirty and below is an EP, so anything I, above that is an LP. I thought you could only fit like about twenty minutes on each side of a record. That's true. That's why it's. That's why originally it was forty minutes. I have seen the LPs that are like thirty minutes long. Like, there's LPs out there that are, I think uh, hit the lights. You know, let's face it; those are kind of yeah. cop outs, <laughs> and they're yeah. disappointing sometimes. <laughs> Better than the other way, though, when you get a double album and there's like two songs on each side. That's true. Hey, mm-hmm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. The, the ten song album on on yeah, or three LPs. sides and an etching. I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> I'm kind of an etching fan. It's got to be a good etching. It does. If it's just like the etching of the band's name. But what are you doing with the etching? I, you know, it's like you can't display it because yeah. you're ruining the other side of the record. Etching is pointless. Playable etching. That's cool. Ooh. Okay. Really? Jack White sticks. Jack White always. I've not seen that's. That. I wouldn't call it an etching though. I would. That's more of a like sticks grand illusion. Oh, that was like the. It's weird uh, holographic. Yeah, thing. sort of more. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to describe that. Okay. We can all agree that Sticks is better than Jack White, though, right? <laughs> at well, far more immortal and at what? At I don't fucking. Know. I, I can't tell if we're just trolling for Sailing. Twitter comments about the podcast right now, or if we're just. Hey, you want Twitter comments? We can go to that nine eleven joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Right, well, uh, have we been introduced yet? <laughs> so uh, okay, so you guys, uh, what's the title of your new song that you guys are putting out? Called laconic. No, that is not French for the taconic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint the um, French quarter of Dutchess County. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, okay, when are you going to release it officially? May thirty first. Um, I believe is that going to be the release day for all the um, yes mm-hmm. yep. on every every platform: Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and YouTube. You have your choice. And OK Cupid. And OK yes. Cupid. Yes, uh, nice. We'll Just to round it out. Couldn't get it on MySpace, but still trying. We'll what about a what about journal. a single? We get some physical format here. I believe not. Get the fuck out of the record store. <laughs> <laughs> we'll burn it on a CD for you. Yeah, so you'll still we'll yourself I guess. and distribute it. Okay, you may, you may contact any member of the band for either emailing the song to you and or physical copy. Wow, it's personalized service there. Mm-hmm. Personalized yeah. service even comes with um, a little personalized message, maybe a picture. Mm. Picture of what? Of Gurk and Cindy Lauper. Me and Cindy in a sock. <laughs> Anything listeners at home should know about it before we play it? Um, it. Please do not ask us the songs about. I have no idea. <laughs> it's, um, it's essentially three songs. I took lyrics from three different songs I had written and just threw them together. Uh, that's not artistic whatsoever. Um, I will say, laconic uh, is a word that def- that means um, using few words to describe something. In case anyone's interested, uh, what are the day app? Well, job well done, I'd say there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, where did you record it? Recorded with our good buddy Joe Sautner over at Record, Play, Repeat. I really hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, sorry, Joe. Um, you can find him either at Alto Music. Shout out to Alto Music. Or just on Facebook. He's a good guy. Um, very competitive pricing. You know, all around uh, ability to record many genres of music. And then we mastered it at the great Mike Collasian's studio. Planet. Rogue Planet yeah, I don't know what he's calling it now. But yeah, Rogue Planet. He <laughs> changed his name too much. So it's, it's all local. Cool. It's all uh, homegrown. Ooh. 
Ooh. I've never heard of it. <laughs> and this is the premiere, right? This is this is the first place anyone's going to be able to hear it. Um, yeah. This is the prem. Yeah, this All is right. the prem. Cool. This was the prem. Prem de la prem. And oh, you guys are you're going to email it to me so I can edit it into the podcast, right? Absolutely. Okay. And cut. <laughs> this was the prem. Oh, we also should mention uh, there's that was awesome, little, guys. There's a little throat. There's a little throat singing in there uh, from our friend Kyle. Throat singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, he a little growling. Is he going an on. Inuit? <laughs> um, well, he's that, colorblind. That so is no, okay. he's yeah. colorblind. <laughs> he is colorblind. Throat singing is like Mongolia or some shit. Yeah. I was gonna say um, <laughs> Aborigines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like didgeridoos, yeah. Yeah, which yeah, I think is slightly different. Yeah. No, it's like circular yeah. breathing. Yeah. Oh. Unfortunately, the uh, screaming part was not available in color because he's <laughs> colorblind. It's not available in color. It's All right, Spanish though. So, gentlemen, thank you for being here on the podcast. And Sorry. here is your brand new song, Laconic, by Cold Hands. Yeah, thank you. It's lit. <laughs> Now I'll be your 
Turn out.